human beings in general, there's a certain mentality you got to have when you are attacking something. You have to think of yourself as the best person in your field that you can be. And, you know, some people may say, you know, that's all ego, but I think you have to control your ego so you can reach a certain pinnacle of success and excellence that you want for yourself, right? But I want to transition into um, going into the American system, right? Because I think a lot of athletes listen to this, especially the ones in high school, you know, they don't know what that looks like. Um, they don't know what that may feel like. And for Shogun, like you chose not to go to an American school. And maybe you can start there. What, what, what made you stay home? Um, funny enough, I actually did want to go to an American school. Uh, I wanted to go to LSU or Florida. And um, I had, I did get some, like some offers and stuff, but, you know, to be honest, you know, part of it was that I really didn't know how it worked similar to, I think Dre and similar to um, Aaron. And I, I didn't really know how the whole thing worked. I just thought that like, from, from what I was hearing, people went to OFSA and they ran fast and they got scholarships. I'm like, that's what I got to do. How fast I have to run. Right. I'm like, oh, you have to run around this time and that time. And then people will start talking to you. I'm like, okay. So my whole mentality going in, especially going into office was like, if I want to get a scholarship, I have to run a certain time. So that's what, so I was like my whole like <laughs> objective time equals result. Right. Mm-hmm. And so like, that's how I like, I operate. I'm like, if I hit this time, it should give me the result that I want. Right. And so um, it didn't happen like that. Um, and uh, funny enough, I actually sent a letter or like a note, an email down to like, Coach Shaver, I think, was still the coach at the time, and uh, didn't email me back. So I'm like, uh, "Wait, how does this work?" And but so I didn't really know. Um, but uh, yeah, I. But at the same time, you know, talking to my coach, who you know, who's Glenray at the time, uh, you know, he's kind of also making the comparisons of like, why, why go if you have everything you need right here, mm. and considering how like I didn't get any scholarships or anything like that, and. Um, you know, at Ottawa did have pretty much everything that I needed in terms of like going to school program, um, a track to be able to train in the winter and the summer. And so I was like, well, you know, and also I was thinking about like my family too, right? It was a big thing of like, I don't want my parents to pay for, for university or my education or anything like that. And also be able to get some like perks from like the Canadian system and the, the, the university that way. So I'm like, it still kind of met everything that I wanted, even though it didn't look like the way I wanted. So I'm like, okay, that's fine. Mm, so it so, still kind of met what you wanted, even though it wasn't, that's, that's good. Yeah. Man. Yeah. So, but if I, if I think if I could, I, I probably would have went to an American school to be honest, but I just didn't know how, I just didn't know how it worked. So, you know, I think one of the things, and I, and, and I'll speak about myself before you guys can go, you know, it, it, it wasn't necessarily the fact that um, it was an American school per se, but it was the fact that, yo, those guys were the best in the world in that yeah. field. And you want to go and compete against the best. You know what I'm saying? I mean, for me, one of the biggest things was obviously to get my school paid for, you know, but yo, I'm like, yo, these men's are training year round. Ra- well, certain schools are training year round um, and they're competing against the best in that position in the yeah. world right now. I'm like, yo, I need some of that fire. You yeah. know? So, so um, Brendan, maybe you can tell me about, um liu because that was a you know that was a big move for you like that i think that was a big uh shift and shaped a lot of your experiences and honestly how you developed as an athlete definitely um liu was like the turning point of my whole career i mean i think 
the year before I went to LIU, I was running like 21.5. And then within that year, I, I ran 25.6. And well, I think everything changed just from that on. You know, going to the States, it was just always something that like I envisioned. And that's what everybody spoke about. Like everybody always talked about like, all right, you know, you go to the States and you go to NCAAs. And like, if you can win NCAAs, you're like one of the best, like all time. Um, so like that was always the goal, and I mean I went running really like yo I'm gonna make national. I mean I made it indoor, so some people you guys know that now I know I can be the best like of the best, and at the time that was how I looked at it. So. so Aaron, tell me, man, because man, you were you were dog, you were a top recruit. You know what I'm saying? You was you was you was running track and you was playing football, man. You had all of the intangibles. So what 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 made you pick USC and what would you say uh USC has done for your career? Because man, you 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 accomplished some some pretty nice things, if I do say so myself. Um yeah, so like like Shagun did. Uh, when I was in grade 10, I sent out a whole bunch of letters, like to all the schools. And they basically, some of them replied, some of them didn't. And they basically said like, this is what you have to run in order to get a full ride scholarship. And some of them were crazy. Some of them were like, yo, you have to run like 10-2 and 20.5. And I was like, that's impossible. I can't do that in high school, what the hell? But it's crazy because the next year when I went to World Youth and I ran 10-46, and got second uh those same schools that said i had to run 10-2 were hitting me up and i'm like i thought i had to run 10-2 but then they're like no no no, no we're good we've seen you run there's potentially blah, blah, blah. we want you to come for a visit and all that stuff so i was like all right cool so i just chose like my favorite ones um i chose uh florida state usc and a&m to go on 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 visits because those are the ones i heard had like really good programs or really good schools uh, education wise. And then I chose USC just because it was in LA. Um, you know, I thought I want to choose a city that I might potentially live in after and LA is a lot like Toronto. I mm. couldn't see myself really living in Tallahassee or, or um, College Station, which is where A&M and Florida State are. So um, I went with, I signed with USC, but the crazy thing is one of my big schools was LSU, just like Chagun. And they hit me up to come on a visit as soon as I signed to USC. So it was already too late. I was like, yo, mom, did you already send out the letter? And she's like, yeah. I'm like, damn it. Like, that just hit me up. <laughs> I'm like, yo, hold on. Don't, don't do it. But the reason that they hit me up is because they're recruiting uh, Prezel Hardy. He was the guy that beat me at World Youth. And he signed to A&M. So they had another scholarship. And then they're like, all right, let's give it to this guy. But anyways, um, yeah, I went to USC. And uh, my first year was kind of trash. You know, I... I, I I didn't realize how much different it was going to be. I was, I was kind of the man in high school and I, I, I thought I was just going to walk in and, and be the man in, in college, but mm -hmm. I got slapped up like crazy. Like, like it was a whole different level. Uh, I never lifted weights in high school. So like lifting that was, was like learning all the technique and all that, that was tough. And then just like the way that they trained was like way harder than in high school. You know, when training with Bill, like he, he kind of went soft on us and I didn't realize because, um, that's all I ever knew. You know, that was my first real coach in, in track. So I thought like we we're training hard, but when I got to USC, they were killing us. So, um, 
and then you know you have all your your college schools uh classes and all that to keep up with so it was a struggle trying to figure it out but then slowly i started to you know figure out my own system in the best way that i can and be better um and then i just each year got better uh as i went to ncaa's and you know the um, when i my senior year i i graduated having finished second in the in the two and third in the hundred that was like my best finishes at nc's mm-hmm. um but yeah it was, it was a struggle early on but i had to like slowly figure it out and i think that that helped me um because my pro career has been kind of the same where like early on i was kind of struggling and i had to figure out like how i could um readjust my my schedule and all that stuff and how i was training my approach in order to get better each year and uh i've been slowly doing that same type of deal man i'm gonna i'm gonna get to dre last because we both had something similar we didn't necessarily go the junior we didn't go division one at the beginning so but balada you didn't either man you took a different route and you know i think it's i think it's good for people listening to this because there's different stages of it right like there's more than one way how to reach a mark and how to get to a goal so tell me, Bladi, a little bit about your career and what made you pick the school that you went to. Um, funny enough, I didn't actually pick the school that I, I went, went going to. Um, I think it all started kind of after World Juniors, um, where after that, the coach at UCLA contacted me. Funny enough, he was actually Aaron's former coach from USC. Um, he came over, you know, he came for a visit and everything, talked to, talked to my family and everything. Everything was good. And he's telling me, oh, yeah, you remind me just of like, just like Aaron Brown. I didn't know who Aaron was at the time because I, I was still very, I was still very young to the sport. I was very, very new. So I had no idea who Aaron was. I'm just like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like just eating it all up. And he's like, yeah, you remind me of Aaron Brown. You can do great things. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, shoot, sounds good. Um, we found out that I wasn't eligible um, that year. So I did, I did do the fifth year up of high school. Um, and then during that fifth year, I'd spoken to, uh, University of Alabama and which is where I came over for the visit. Um, I, that's where I met you for the first time. Bro, I got, two, I got two different stories about that time because when you came <laughs> and Dre came and, and, and I, uh, you go and then I'll. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's where I met you for the first time. And I came with my mom and, you know, everything, everything seemed good. I met the team and everything, everything seemed good to me. I was like, you know what? This is nice. Cool. And so I did end up signing. Um, and I mean, I didn't really get to know you much because I, I think DeAndre was my was your host. Yeah. My host. Right. So I met you, met DeShane there. Um, so I had signed, went to world juniors that year again. So 2014. And then after, you know, after world juniors was when coach, um, coach called me and was like, Hey, uh, I don't know who told you that you needed these two classes, but those weren't the two classes you needed to take. So you're ineligible for D1, um, ineligible for the SEC for two years. Uh, you can go D2. Yeah, it's messed up. You can go D2, but you can't compete your freshman year. Um, or you can go to junior college. So I'm ringing up everybody's phone trying to figure. And mind you, this is the first time I had actually actively tried to reach out to schools. I never did. I always just... All right, well, whatever happens, happens. Like, I, didn't, yeah. I didn't know there was a process behind it. Um, so, you know, reached out to a couple of schools. All the D2 schools I reached out to said, oh, you can't run for us? Sorry, we don't have any money for you. Um, the junior colleges said, oh, man, you should have called us last week. We would have had some cash for you. And then um, I think it was the last week. So my birthday, yeah, so my birthday is the last week of August. That last week, uh, Academy of Art coach called me and was like, hey, I'm hearing through the grapevine that you're looking for somewhere to go. 
Um, you can come here. I know you can't compete your freshman year, but come here. I'll give you a scholarship. If you like it, you can stay another year. If you don't like it, I'll give you a release papers. I was like, what are you talking about, Willis? You know, like, what's oh, the he said you, oh, he, So he gave you, that's crazy because they, they don't really do that. What's your, what's your life? Right? There was, there was no, there was nothing. Yeah, if you like it, you can stay. If you don't like it, you can go. I was like, okay, what's the catch? It's an art school. I'm like, ah, where is it? San Francisco, California. Oh yeah, pack my bags. I'm going. Within the span of a week, uh, my coach, because the school isn't massive, within the span of a week, he sped up all my exceptions and everything, my acceptance letters and everything. Everything was processed and done in the span of a week. And I booked a flight and we went, I went with my mom to San Francisco within that one week. Um, then after that, it was really just like, you know, coming from high school, going there, I couldn't compete the freshman year. So I was just, just there training all day. I ran one meet, I think, and I went to Mount Sac, which is where I saw, I, I saw Andre there. Um, we had a quick little conversation and everything. But then my second year at that school was when everything started to take off. Um, I won my first, my 60 meter title, uh, when 657 that year, that was the same year. Actually. Yeah. So that same season, you know, came third in the hundred and then came to nationals. And that's where for the first time I'm meeting, you know, everybody, but Andre and Shogun. Um, that's really the first time I was meeting all mm. of them. Um, and that was Olympic trials. And then after that, it was like, from then on, they, you guys all became like my big brothers. I was like, oh, mm. cool. It's great. And so I always just took that fuel from Afsa, like, yo, I'm getting to Afsa. I'm the man, I'm the man, I'm the man. Get slapped. <laughs> I always took that and went into school and was like going to NCAAs. You know, I, I came out with 10 titles, 10 NCAA titles, 20-time um, All-American. I went into every single like NCAA final, like, yo, you've been here multiple times. And this is something Aaron... Aaron said to me, I think it was in London, um, before the four by one when we ran in the, at the, I can't remember what it's called, but we ran in London. Uh, he was like, yo, if you're stepping on this track, it means you deserve to be here. So every, and till this day, that has stuck with me hundred percent. Like every time I step into the NCAA, hundred meter final, 200 final, four by one, I belong here. Mm -hmm. Let's just do what we got to do. What you did to come here. Don't try to gas yourself up and, and blow a hamstring or something. So. And I think that's important, bro, because, you know, you, you, one of the things I realized about pressure situations is the moment that you go into a pressure situation and you try to do something differently, it doesn't work out, right? You know, so, so, so everybody took their different route, right? But Dre and I took a, took a similar route. <laughs> so, so, so how you said, you know, about your eligibility, man, well, I was about to sign to Florida State to play football and run track, but I realized that one of the masks that I took in the ninth, in the ninth grade, the NCAA didn't accept yeah. anymore. So I was yeah. automatically ineligible. So I go to junior college, shout out to Barton Community College, man. And then I went to the University uh, of Alabama. Now, Alabama came and then uh, Deshane hit me and he was just like, yo, we got this young Canadian kid coming in, you know, he's coming to visit. And it was Dre. Uh, I didn't know much about Dre. I didn't know too much about what he was going on. I just knew he was Canadian. In my mind, I was like, look, this is my last year here. I'm not going to be here next year. But I'm like, yo, do I tell him that? And so, and so he comes in. Oh, Dre comes in. He's like, yo, man, what's going on? Like, he's excited, right? Like, he's excited. And we're at yeah, the, we're at the too. 
Yeah. We're, we're at the volleyball game and Deshane's just like, yo, should we tell him? It's like, yo, we have to. And yo, the man's having a wicked time. He's enjoying the game. Cause in junior college, bro, you don't, yo, first of all, junior college is hard. Like, don't get it twisted. Like, junior college is hard. And so he's having a good time. And I was just like, yo, he was like, yo, our team is gonna be nice. It's gonna be me, you, Deshane, so and so. I was like, yo, I gotta tell him. I was like, I was like, yo, so uh, what other schools are you looking into? He's like, man, you know, USC and some other schools. And he was just like, yo, but our team is gonna be nice. I was just like, yo, don't come here. He was like, he was like, what? I was like, yo, okay, don't come here. He was like, yo, why? I was like, yo, I'm leaving next year. Deshane's leaving next year. So you're really going to be by yourself, you know? And he was just like, but his, but his face was just like, oh, word, huh? <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, so, so Jay, tell me a little bit about, about, you know, Coffeeville and then quickly your transition when you went to USC because this is kind of where things started to take off for you. Yeah. Um, I just remember like, I just remember like, I, this is, this is my words from my coach, uh, Tony, when I went to Juco, he was just like, keep your head down, stay focused, do the work. <laughs> ain't nothing else you can do. <laughs> and, and, and by the end of these two years, it'll go by so fast. You'll, you'll be right back. Like basically just be, be where you want to be. Um, because I remember just talking, I didn't really want to tell my mom and like, and my family, like what I was going through because I didn't want them to worry too much. Like mm-hmm. in my mind, I was like, man, this is, this is rough. Um, I want to come home. Um, so I just remember like talking to Tony, Tony was like my, like my mentor, my role model at the time. He was just like, don't worry. It's going to go by quick. You know, things are going to go smoothly. Know, just do what you got to do just to make it through. Um, so I just remember like talking to that guy, talking to the guidance counselor. He's like, hey, these are the courses you have to take. Um, Cause you can, you can still mess up in junior college to go to university. Like you have to make sure you still take the right courses mm-hmm. for university. So I just remember talking to the guidance counselor. He was like, take these courses, take this course, that course. Um, so I just basically just kept my head down, did my work, uh, made sure that I, you know, had to like, you know, I had to have like a three point, three point, I think three point three at the time to go to um, university because junior college was ranked so low. Um, kind of considered like high school, I guess, but, 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 you know, high school, you get the SAT with it to combine your grade. Mm. Um, you make sure you have to do all this work so you can go. University. So, I mean, it was, it was rough those two years, but you know, I just played a lot of PS4, um, you know, just FaceTimed, um, you know, you know, talk to a one-two girl. You know, just 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 try to get try to try to buy the time, just get through the time. Um, you know, obviously meets made it better um, because you know we traveled like you know once every two weeks to go to a track meet. Um, I remember, yo, man, we were going to track meets on the bus. Like, Arizona, I think it was in New York. Yo, we we went on the bus for like twenty-eight hours or something like that. I was like, yo, this is crazy. And then our outdoor nationals was in Arizona. So we went like 15, 16 hours on a bus. I was like, yo, this is crazy. But yo, what, what, what most people don't understand, right, is, yo, okay, Division One, you're flying, right? Like, you're nice. You just got to show up. Everywhere. Yo, when you're junior college, dog, you, you have to get up at like four in the morning and you got to take this nine hour trip on the bus and like your window is half cracked and you got to stop halfway to duct tape it up and then you got to go on your journey. And then you got to go try to race once you get there because, yo, you only got enough money for a night of hotel. And then you got to go and you go and you try to run and warm up and your back is cramping. And you're like, yo, I can't move. 
<laughs> like junior college is tough. I mean, yo, that's a good one. I remember, I remember meeting Aaron right at uh, when in Nebraska. We we came from like a four or five hour ride. I was like, oh, I gotta go race this guy to two hundred, right? Now. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I'm like, it was crazy. It was definitely crazy. But I mean, I kind of just did what I had to do, like I said. And then uh, this is when like everything was going well. I won nationals. Um, I won nationals in the indoor nationals in the sixty and the two hundred. Then I won outdoor nationals in the hundred. Um, I was blessed by then, so I in 200, I came in seventh or eighth. And then um, the next year after, I ended up winning um, the 200 um, at national. So everything was going good. And then I ended up taking like uh, my visits. Um, and that's where, you know, I think my first visit was Alabama. Um, so that's where I met Akeem and DeShane for the first time. And I was just like, I remember I was excited. I was like, yo, Canadians, like, haven't seen you guys in a minute. Like, <laughs> been here with, with Americans and they're just different. Um, so, um, yeah, I was just like, I was excited. I was like, yo, we're going to have a nice relay team. Um, everything's going to go good. And then that's when Akeem, Akeem broke my heart. But I really admire Akeem for that because like he kept it real with me. He was like true and honest. Um, so, you know, just, just by like, you know, having his advice, like, a, oh, like, a, like, a, like I didn't really have a lot of mentors in my life growing up. So I kind of consider him as like one at the time when, when I was going through this whole process of him just like taking me through the whole thing um, of what it's like. So it was pretty cool to have him and DeShane. Um, so, I mean, I kept in touch. Uh, DeShane was from Toronto. So I'm like, I still talk to DeShane to this day. Like he's, mm. he's my man, you like, Well, I think like last year I was at his gym. Um, you know, he has a personal training gym. I was like, yo, come train me, <laughs> train me right now. <laughs> like, like I'm out of shape. This is in the off season when track's not going on. So, um, but yeah, I just I just remember doing that the whole process, and then after that, I took a visit to Florida State. Um, then I took another visit to um, UCLA, and then my final visit was USC, and that's where I met Aaron. Um, Aaron was my host at the time. Uh, cool guy, never never met him before, but I heard a lot about him. Um, he was fast. He had the school records and everything. <laughs> so, uh, he just remember him telling me about it. Him, Aaron. It was basically Aaron and uh, this other guy, BJ. Uh, BJ was a cool guy as well, and they were just telling. Me, Aaron was like basically telling me the same thing, like he's not gonna be there next year, uh, he's graduating. Um, but I think like just because LA, he just told me so much about it and LA was like, just like Toronto. Um, and then um, I remember I, I had, we still had other guys. Um, I had to make a decision. So I remember, I think it came down to USC after, after yeah, after Akeem told me Alabama was out of the question, I came down to USC and Florida State and I just remember I just felt comfortable probably going to USC because it was in LA. Uh, Aaron told me he was still, even though he wasn't competing, he was still going to be there graduating. Mm -hmm. So I was like, cool, I got a friend, got a Canadian. So, you know, he can show me the ropes. Um, and then uh, just, Thank I remember. <laughs> What'd you say? <laughs> Aaron tricked you. Aaron tricked him. <laughs> no, I was still there for a semester. No, no, he was there. He was there. He was finishing school and all that. He was graduating. So. Yeah, yeah. I up with him and stuff like that. He showed me around LA Live, um, just stuff to do. So I mean, it was like LA was just like Toronto. So I was like, oh, this is probably the school for me. Um, and then at the time, um, I had met Quincy Watts. I, it wasn't even like like Carol was cool, but like Quincy Watts, I'm just like, yo, this guy was the man, like 400 meter Olympic champ. Um, and he just was basically telling me everything I needed to hear. Um, so um, he was cool. So I wanted to go there, but then I just remember, yo. Ooh, I, nobody knows this, but it was a tricky situation because I almost couldn't go to USC because I remember Quincy was like, you need to get 
uh, B, I think it was like a B, yeah, B plus in algebra math to get Holy. accepted. <laughs> and I was like, oh, this is my first year. I was like, yo, what? Like, like algebra, like, what is this? Like, a, a 2X, 3X squared? Like, I'm like, yo, I can't do this. Like, I never even did this in high school. Like, I, I'm like, I'm like just feeling the pressure. And I'm like, wait, I'm like, damn, this is the school I want to go to. And now all of a sudden I need to make sure I get this. So, I mean, I just remember like in JUCO, I was like every day I was going to the tutor. They had like mm -hmm. a tutor study hall every day I went to go get tutor for algebra math and um I like was talking to the professor and was like I need to get like at least a B plus um like I need this like and so she helped me out as well um like make sure like I knew the formulas and stuff like that so I ended up getting the B plus and I ended up getting accepted to USC and that's how uh, I ended up there and from there it just it just took off I was just excited to be in university um Oof, USC, man. Oh, that was, it was amazing. Uh, not just, not just, not just the track wise and the campus, like just everything, like parties, like just, 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 it was, man, this is LA right now. Like, uh, yeah. Celebrities on campus. Um, it was just like, man, like this is my life right now. Like I made it. <laughs> I made yeah, it. It's, 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 <laughs> just you saying I made it. Yo, if you go to junior college, yo, once you get to division one, like that's the first thing you're going to say, like, yo, yo, I made it out of here. Right. Yeah. But I think I think in different situations, you know, um, the whole process of how you were in high school, whether you created these habits and these discipline helped and shaped each and every single one of us in some way. And then we matured um, and went with it as we got to the collegiate level. You know, I want to talk about 2016. And this is and this is kind of the last thing that we'll talk about, man. 2016. Right. So everybody kind of has been prospering in different parts of their career but everybody's on the up and up and you know 2016 I think it was a special year for all of us individually but collectively because you know it was one of the first times that people were able to see Canada with many different bodies you know what I'm saying like not just not just oh he's a high jumper here and here's a throw over here but like man like that was the I think that was the year that we got the most medals well when when you get to Olympic trials because I think one of the things people forget is when you're in competition and yeah, you know, we're, we all keep in touch and it's always love. But when you get to that point, you're not talking to anybody, right? Like you're not friends. Like you're just, you know, you may say, Oh, yo, what's up? Give them a dap. But then when it's time to be on, um, you really like, I don't even, I think I don't even, I honestly didn't even remember seeing Brendan at all the whole time. Like, yo, where is this guy? Is he even here? And I think, I think it's important to discuss that aspect of it because now the pressure is on for everybody. You know, you already got some accolades coming in and now there's expectations. So what was the mental process going into Olympic trials like for you? You know, Shagun, you talked about, man, you know, I got to come here and rep for Ontario and or, rep for Ottawa. And you're, you're a grown man now. You know what I'm saying? Like you're a grown man now. And you literally have that opportunity to do so. And you are in this position. How do you handle that, man? Because there's pressure, right? Because your coach, your coach is one of the Olympic coaches, right? Glenroy, right? Yeah. Um, so Were you confident going in? Like, did you feel good going in? Yeah, I mean, I, I felt, I felt, I didn't really feel any, any type of way. Um, funny, about like, I don't know, eight weeks or 10 weeks before. I don't think anybody really knows this, but uh, I tore my hamstring. 
and I had to go get PRP uh, in my hamstring for it. And um, something happened. I don't know what happened, but afterwards something messed up or like, I guess one of my muscles or tendons, whatever was like together and like, I couldn't move. So I couldn't really, I couldn't walk actually like about that eight weeks before. So like I was rehabbing and I think we had like a camp in um, Baton Rouge and like, I was like just scraping by like really in terms of like physical, like, you know, ability really. And, um, but going in, like things were kind of getting better. Like I, I was dropping some times and it was like, okay. But uh, going in, I'm like, really? At the end of the day, I was like thinking about it going in. I'm like, I'm, I'm not supposed to be here. Technically, like, my leg's supposed to be still messed up. And so, you know, whatever happens, good or bad. Obviously, it's not like uh, I wasn't going like, oh, no, no, whatever happens, good or bad. You know, it's <laughs> yeah. like, uh, it's going to be great. I'm like, no. But, like, but uh, at the same time, it was like, you know, uh, I, worked, I, I knew how, like, the amount of work I put in just to get back to, like, running kind of shape. And, you know, I, I obviously trusted my coach a lot. And so I'm like, well, you know, whatever happens from this point, you know, good or bad, whether I blow up or I don't blow up, you know, I can I can sleep at night knowing that I did everything. That's that's a big thing for me. Like if I can go in, you know, win or lose, knowing that like I did everything that I could, and I can like go like 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 my grandkids were to come up and be like, you know, grandpa, what happened? How, how come you didn't make it? Like because I did everything I could, right? And I'm like, and they keep on asking me questions, and I can like rest assured, like if they ask me why. You know, I don't have to like um, explain to them or like, you know, have some sort of thing in the back of my head of like, maybe I should have done more or something like that, then, then I'm cool. So going in, um, you know, I, obviously the goal was to hopefully make the team, but at the same time I was like, you know, I'm not supposed to be here right now. And so um, I'm really just going to go out there and leave it all on the table and where the chips fall this is, is where they fall. So um, yeah, that's kind of like my mentality going through it. And of course, like Glenroy... <laughs> <laughs> no way like like yeah like there's i guess there's a little bit of pressure because glenroy just like listen man like don't screw up like don't screw this up for me i'm like hold up wait a minute like you're supposed to be training me like you know what i mean that's the whole thing <laughs> no, but that, that's cool like me and glory always have to stay back and forth like that so like that was kind of cool like doing like him doing stuff like that as weird as it like may, may have been that also kind of like kind of relaxed me a little bit too because like that's just the way he is and that's like that's kind of the dynamic of our relationship going back and forth because we've been together so long but um yeah so that kind of helped me kind of put you know just kind of be a bit more relaxed in terms of going going into it as well so yeah so for you it was just like man even though i got this injury i'm technically not supposed to be here but i'm still gonna go out and see what's gonna happen and i'm not gonna take it lightly or make excuses right yeah and and like and, and i'm a competitor so like you know it, it ended up working out at the end of the day I ended up really going running pretty well um uh yeah and just having it like the guys that are around too you know knowing that you know you're gonna be competing against you know yourself Aaron, um, you know, I don't think Brendan. I don't think he ran the the hundred. No, nah, he didn't run the hundred that day. But you know, um, you know, knowing that Andre, like Andre, was going to be there. You know, guys are jumping nine and stuff like that. It's like you know, he can't be running certain times anymore. So, <laughs> no, like, like, relaxed. yeah, exactly, right. So, and so for me, I'm like, well, you know, I got to run ten one or better. You know, and that was like my mentality going into it. So I'm, I'm very like kind of object, like objective kind of driven. So you know, I knew what I had to do to go in, like bare minimum. Right. And that's kind of what ended up happening. And so, you know, it's just having people around kind of elevates you as well. Right. So, um, yeah, it's like those combination of things. Man, I don't know what it was. Um, maybe you guys can expound on it, too. But there was just to me, there felt like there was something 
in the air that day because bro like well that whole weekend because it was the first time that i've ever seen like the stands completely packed you know what i'm saying i was just like yo where'd all these people come from i think too it's because we're coming from and this is no slight if anybody hears this from athletics canada or anything like that too this is i sit on the i sit on like the, the council for athletes council but like uh, like I think it was they're moving the championship just because there are certain places that give you a certain like feeling right and so the past two years we were competing in um, uh, Brunswick. New Brunswick I think New Brunswick and so going from New Brunswick to Edmonton and Edmonton has like a a, a like a, a sport history right of like the Oilers and um, the Eskimos mm-hmm. and like a kind of culture around sports. And so then having like them all come out to the track and they're known, quote unquote, to be the city of champions, right? So they kind of understand sports a bit more, not to say that New Brunswick doesn't, but just like in that environment, they kind of appreciate a bit more. Mm-hmm. So having that, like everybody out there and they're promoting it and, you know, it's yeah. the Olympic trials for that matter. And so it was kind of a, like, yeah, it was, a, it was a big deal. And that kind of adds to the whole like electricity of the, of the event when it happens, you know? Balade, we've been, you know, once we made the team, we've been roommates quite some time for that trip. And we were just stuck. I remember having a conversation one time and we were talking about that. And you were just like, was like, yo, nobody rated me. <laughs> like nobody, like, like nobody expected me to make the final. Yeah. Uh, tell me a little bit about what was that like for you? I mean, did you have those same expectations as to make it or were you just like, yo, whatever? No. Uh, from, I, I ran, I opened my indoor season with 665. And from when I ran that race, I was like, yo, I'm going to the Olympics. And I said it because I think Ryan Bailey was in that race. And in the final, I ran 663 and he ran 665. And I was like, yo, that's it. I'm going to the Olympics. Like I, from then, I'm going, I'm going, that's it. And a lot of people, a lot of people were kind of like, yo, but don't you need to run this time? Like, yo, 10 one Because at this point, I had only run a personal best of 10, 10.45. So this was going into my freshman, my redshirt freshman year. In, in university i'd only run 10 45 so it's like yo don't you need to run 10 1 to make the olympic team i was like yo, no stop it's okay i i will run it when the time comes i will run it and so as the season went on i won the 60 meter indoor um came second in the two went outdoor ran 10 25 uh 20.5 i was like okay it's faster but like it's not the 10 one i needed um then we got to nationals and like you said that that electricity that was out there like just there was something in the air I remember I was in the same heat with Andre. And so immediately, immediately I went back to high school. And I was like, uh, no. flashback. <laughs> flashback. Immediately, because we were and we were side by side, right? And I'm I, and at this point, you know, Andre, Andre had really started to take off in his track career. I think that was really a pivotal moment in his track career. And uh, I was like, I did it in high school, I can do it again. And that's really what I told myself. Like, I did it in high school, I can do it again. And I see Dre like really calm, just you know. Cool and everyone, Andre the glass. I'm like, I did it before I could do it. Again. <laughs> and and so I so I really, I really wasn't, I really never once for a second doubted that I was going to make that team. Yeah. And we ran the heats. And as soon as the gun went, I'm same exact same stuff that happened to me at Offsa. And I was gone. And midway through the race, I think it was maybe about 80 meters, a lot later than it had happened pri- like prior to that. Dre kind of, you know, pulled ahead. And then I saw his time. You know, he ran 10.08. And I was like, yo, I was not that far behind. Uh, no. Yo, if they give me anything slower than what, you know, I, I'm going to be vexed. And so I saw my time come up and it was 10.15. And I was like, 
yo, that's the, st- the standard was 10 to 60. I was like, yo, I just ran the standard and I was amped beyond all belief, you know, going to the, fi- and that same year, actually, I was still dealing with my hamstring injury. So the fact that I was able to run that time, I was like, okay, let's see what the finals have to say. Let's see, let's see what's going on. The mm-hmm. finals came through. Mind you, I had heard about this Aaron Brown guy. Um, I knew you, but I've never seen you run. Um, and, you know, Dre didn't run the 100. Shogun, I, 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 and I, I forgot to mention, I met Shogun when I went to visit Ottawa, actually. So like, I knew, I was like, okay, there's some guys in here that are kind of moving. So, like, what are we going to do? Um, then, you know, we, the, the gun went. I did not have the same start that I did. And I was vexed the entire race because I was like, yo, if I had a better start, I would have been closer with them. Like, I would have got slapped and I would have been okay with it. But, like, I would have maybe PB'd, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so... You know, I came came fourth in that race, so it was uh, Dre, Aaron, yourself, and I was like, "Yo!" And I didn't know, I didn't know at the time what the relay was, right? Mm-hmm. All I knew was you came third, you're not going, right? I didn't know. Um, we were in, I was in the stands getting treatment from Danielle. Glenroy came out to me, he's like, "Hey, uh, did you sign the, did you sign the relay forms?" I was like, "No, what relay forms? Go sign the relay forms." I was like, "Okay." And Danielle, to this moment, I was so ignorant to what all that stuff meant. Danielle told me, you're going, you're going. And I just lost it, started crying right there. And then <laughs> later on that night, you know, we, we all went out to celebrate, you know, waiting, everybody waiting for that email. We were out having fun together, but everybody was waiting for that email. And so I remember you were specifically, Akeem, yo, you got an email yet? I'm like, nah, I, got, I, don't know. I don't know, I don't know. And I was, you know, I was stressing because I was like, you guys are good. Y'all can have fun. I'm over here stressing like, and I get an email from, oh, my flat, my flat, sorry, but I get an email from Methodist Canada, like I didn't know. And then the email came in and Akeem, you came up to me and was like, and I, it, was, it was quite weird because the way you came up to me wasn't like come up to me like you knew I was on the team. You came up to me like, yo, you, you get an email? Like you didn't <laughs> say it to me like the email had come out yet, you know? You didn't tell me that, oh, they've sent out confirmation. You said, yo, you get an email yet? Check my phone. Yo, I got an email. And I, I lost it. And yo, that yo, was, but, 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 you know, the reason why I asked that, well was because, like, like, I didn't know you that well. But from the interactions that we had, man, there was a good spirit about you. And I, <laughs> I didn't want the email to come out. And you find out. And all man's just like, yo, we're going to win this. And then you're just. But, but what was interesting was when I asked that and you found out, man, like, like you literally had like tears coming down your face. And I think that was a testament of for the hard work that she put in. And because again, we talked about, you said, yo, like nobody rated me, you know? So, so I was, I was, I was genuinely happy for you that time, man. Um, Aaron, I want to, I want to talk, talk about your experience next, because man, look, look, if anybody's been following Aaron's, Aaron's career and, and me, Aaron and Brendan grew up, and and Shagun around all the same time. Dog, Aaron was just nice, like just nice. Yo, Freddie was <laughs> he was young. Aaron's making teams, he's running fast. Like Aaron's been around the system for a while. Did you feel a certain pressure during this time? Because you've been there in 2012. But what was different around this time? Did you feel more prepared or were you just like, yo, I'm just gonna see how this goes? Or were you just like, yo, it's my time? Talking about trials or the Olympics? Trials, trials, trials. All right. So 
trials, I didn't really feel that much pressure because like Blotty said, Andre was the man, right? He got bronze in 2015 and all the like, the spotlight was on him. So for the first time, I felt like I wasn't the top dog or at least like considered one of the top dogs. Like definitively, it was it was all about Dre at that point. So I kind of felt like I, I'd had some pressure off of me going into the trials, even though I'd been running fast. Like I came into the trials having just PB'd. I, I just ran 996 and uh, I ran 20 flat earlier. Yeah, it's still going. <laughs> <laughs> He's trying to feed me. Um, What was I saying? Yeah, Uh, so I ran 996 and I ran 20 flat early in the year. So I was number one in in the one and two. So I'm like, all right, I'm good. Like, just just be yourself and then you'll you'll come out of it in a good position. But um, I remember the first round went off and I was in Shagun's heat and I had a really good start. I cleared the field and I was like, all right, I'm good. I I could relax a little bit. And I ran like 10.07. And then I was like, yo, that, that felt easy. Like, I'm going to drop another nine because that, that was my last race. Like, if I ran an easy 10.07, I should easily go nine in the finals. And then I saw the next heat go, and it was um, Bilotti and Dre's heat. And I saw Bilotti get a wicked start. And then Dre came back at the end and ran like 10.08. And then Bilotti ran his 10.1. I think Akeem won, you won your heat, I think. Yo, I'm gonna tell you about that. Still, keep going. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I'll tell you. But I, I just saw like it was shaping up into like a, a wicked final because everybody was like on point, running fast. And then um, I'm like, okay, just just be yourself. You know, I'm focused. I'm focused. <laughs> and I remember when they were introducing us, I was right beside Dre. And then um, they said both our names. And then I remember he gave me a dap. And for a minute, I was like, did I just dap him? Like I'm I'm supposed to be focused. <laughs> <laughs> that like took my mind off the race i'm like wait, wait wait stay focused stay focused and then they with the gun went off and i had like a misstep like I, I i had a nice little start but then i missed up a little bit and i didn't get out that well and dre was beside me I'm like oh, i'm done he's gonna pull away because i knew his finishes were, were crazy so when i didn't get out way ahead of him i'm like oh damn i lost it so i, I got second and then i'm like all right soft so we go through the process get our medals and then we have drug testing so it's already late in the day because the 100 is the last event and drug testing went late and I didn't get home until like, or to the hotel, like 12 something, maybe even one. And I remember the schedule was whack back then. Like for some reason it was like back to back hundreds on Friday night. And then in the morning it was two 200s. We had to wake up at like, like seven something and then run the twos. So I was like, yo, this is trash. Like I woke up the next day. I think I ran like 21 something in the first round of the two because like I had nobody in my heat really. Um, so I shut down and then we're going into the finals and it started to rain and it got delayed. Everybody was cheesed. Nobody wanted to run except for Brendan. And Brendan <laughs> was the only one hyped to run when they when it opened yeah. up. <laughs> I'm going to tell you about that. That, that he was on one because like after the first round, he was hyped. He ran like 20 <laughs> or something like that. I'm like, why is he going so fast? What's wrong with this guy? But he hadn't run the 100 yet. So he was hyped. And so we're going into the finals. Everyone's like, yo, I don't even want to run. I remember like me, Dre, Gavin, we're all like, yo, this is whack. And then Brennan's like, yeah, let's go. It's time to run. <laughs> and then I'm thinking, okay, I'm thinking like the 100, like Andre's the man. He's my main guy that I got to go against. Just, just run him down because he's on the outside of me and I'll be good. And so we go off the corner. Brennan's in lane three. And then I think I was in like five and Dre was in six. 
I come up a, a little bit ahead of Dre. I'm like, all right, I'm good. I see, I just looked to my left. Brennan was like, I swear to God, like 30 meters ahead of us. I'm like, yo, we're getting murdered. What is going on? <laughs> <laughs> like Brennan was like killing us off the corner. And then um, I'm like, yo, I, I can't even catch him. I'm not even going to try. So I'm just like, yo, just, just battle with Dre, go to the line, make the team, and we're good. And then we cross the line, and I see 1996. And then he's like, yo, bless me with the win. Bless me with the win. And they're like, win legal. I was like, yo. This guy is <laughs> and then um, I just remember I, I was second in both, and I was kind of cheesed after both races because I'm like, yo, I came in ranked number one. Dre passed me in the 100. Brendan passed me in the two. That was kind of trash, but I was like, oh, whatever, I made the team. And then we all went out to party, we're turning up, whatever. But it was weird because like some of us were hyped because we knew we were on the <laughs> Some man's new. Everybody else was like stressed. So like I, I wanted to like turn up, but I couldn't turn up too much because I kind of felt bad. So then like you guys are talking about the emails. Those came out. You guys were hyped. But then there was like some of the girls that were like crying because oh. they didn't get the email. Ah. So I was like, oh, no, this, this is just trash. You know, I hate Glenn Royal. And then they're just going off, whatever. <laughs> and so I, I don't know. It, it was a crazy time during the trials. But I just remember like everybody was on point that time. And that was one of the best nationals that I can remember because like so many people were running fast and, and you didn't know who was going to make the team. Like some fast people that normally were on the relay team didn't even make the finals, which was crazy. Man, Dre, you, 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 at this point, man, you had a very successful career in college and like you top dog, right? What, what, it's funny, man, because I remember literally like five or six years ago, I was talking to my, uh, talking to one of my mentors and my coach at the time, Ken Rose, and we just sitting there after practice, I said, I said, man, the first person who breaks 10 seconds in Canada in the hundred meters is going to be set. <laughs> well, you were that first person. Now you're coming into the first person since Donovan and Bruni and those guys, you know, you're coming into 2016 with a lot more pressure on your shoulders than you're probably used to. What was that? What was that like for you? Uh, yeah, it was on, it was, it was a little bit of pressure still. Um, definitely. Um, just being the first guy, um, to do it since them. Um, and then of course they were in the stands watching too, um, Donovan and Bruni. So I felt like I had to like have a good run just for not like, not just for like people watching, but for them as well. Cause like, I felt like they were trying to like pass me the torch kind of thing. So mm -hmm. definitely felt, it was a little bit nervous. Um, but I think I got the nerves out in the first round. Um, like when I was going up against Bilotti. Um, um, I just remember, you know, Bilotti gave me a like, yeah, he, he kind of he made me a little bit nervous there when he got out on me. I remember that. Uh, I was like, whoa, whoa, where's this guy going? Come back here, come back here. So um, I just remember, like, uh, once I once I kind of like ran the first round, I ran 10-0, I was like, okay, the the bugs are kind of out, mm -hmm. uh, nerves are out, and um, now I'm ready to run. Um, so I just remember, like, you know, our coach Stu, he was just like going through the game plan. He was like, "I'll take this for granted. Um, weather conditions is good. If this is your time right now. You can run sub 10 because I hadn't I hadn't broke sub 10, you know." Yeah, I mean, I didn't broke sub 10 that year. That was my first sub 10 of the year. So I was like, do it now so you can prepare yourself for the Olympics. Um, so I just remember, like, it was all good. I remember, you I was, like, daffing up Aaron. I'm like, it's good. <laughs> it's good, y'all. Don't worry, man. It's going to be all right. <laughs> yeah, that got me still. I had to break his little focus a little bit, you know? I felt like he was too used. He was too focused. So I was like, nah, nah. Nah, y'all. Just give me a dap, y'all. Make a uh, smile. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Yeah, I just was like, after that, 
once I got out, I was like, oh, okay, it's in the bag, like, I'm good. Like, I was just like, no, it's just me and the clock. Because once, yeah. once Aaron didn't get out, I didn't even see you. I don't know. I think you were like in lane two or something like that, lane three. So no, I didn't even I'm going to tell you. I'm gonna tell you the whole thing. Um, you know, so so you went on to to win the hundred, and you made like you know at this point we all know that we kind of made the team. But honestly, before I share my part, when I was going in, man, like I'm a, I can I can always kind of tell where a person's at mentally and how they're gonna move, right? And I gotta say, to this day, the person who I knew was going to dominate this whole thing, bro, from this weekend was Brendan. But it wasn't because, you know, Brendan was moving well. Like, he was rolling, don't get me wrong. But there was more behind the story, right? Because if I remember correctly, Brendan, we were talking, I think it was like a week or two before, like, your mom was going through some health issues. You know what I'm saying? So it wasn't just about winning the 200. This was about, Leo, I'm running for my mom. You know what I'm saying? And, and when I saw you, I was like, okay, yo, he got a fresh cut. He's serious right now. He lined everything up. I was like, yo, but... I saw your first Excel and I was just like, this was in practice. I saw you, I said, yo, this man is different right now. Did you feel different? Because that meet, yo, you ran 19. Yeah. Well, I think it was just all a build up to it. Um, it started, started, I think it started 2015. Um, I remember sitting in the stands in Beijing and watching Dre Meadow. And like, I cried. I was like, I wasn't crying because like I was, like upset or anything like I was happy for him and I was like genuinely happy because like yo because my roommate were friends I see where he's coming from and I was like yo you know this guy can do it like I can do it too you know I mean I, I PB'd in that meet and I was like okay it was good and then 2016 came around and you know in my opinion I was a man that year so I was full of confidence for, with everything and then my mom got sick so you know I was flying back and forth between Canada and US I mean I went to NC indoor nationals and I had flew in the night before, but knowing like my mom was having brain surgery the same time. So like, it was like, why did I leave my mom even though she wanted me? So like, those are the things that were going through my mind. And like, I felt like I underperformed, but it was still good performances based on what was going on in my life. But like, we don't make excuses. So like, you know, we move on and whatever, you know, then I came get to nationals. And again, Jay runs nine, nine. I see Aaron made the team, you, and I'm like, Bloody came forward. I, I mean, I, I didn't really know him at the time, but I knew he ran 657 in the year. I went to World Indoors and all those different things. So I knew, like, all right, these guys are they're rolling. Um, so, you know, every time I seen somebody do something, I was like, all right. You know, mm -hmm. and it was it's like something building up inside of me. So, like, I get, like, this little feeling, like, okay, all right, these guys are running fast. Like, it's fast, it's time to go. And and I hadn't run yet. And I think I was like five, six weeks out from running because NC, after NCs, we just have a break. And we have a, like, usually USA is like two weeks after NCs, but we're like a whole month and a half after that. So I had a long break and we run the 200 heats and I was like, all right. I run 20.2 and I was like, oh, that was easy. All right. And I screamed, I was like, ah, let's go. Ready up for the next round and drain delay. So I, I, in between the rounds, though, I, my coach, I mean, like, Coach Simon is, like, one of my best, Yo, best, much best respect. friends now in life. <laughs> um, and he's just like, all right, you know, good run, da, da, da. And he knows, like, how I am. Like, if I get too excited, he'll, like, try to talk to me or whatever. But then, he, like, he just didn't talk to me. And I was like, Yo, Coach, I'm going to go sit in the corner. 
So I'm in the corner listening to music and like, I just start crying, like for no reason. And it's like, I guess the music I was playing and then like the thoughts in my head were like, okay, you know, your mom's still sick and she's still at home, can't even do much. Like what's going on? Like you, you, got, you came here to do something. So we get a rain delay. I mean, I'm warm and whatever. And we have like an hour and a half rain delay. And I was like, I on most guys who's in the 200 already on the team. Like the guys who are gonna make it, already, you know, they already made it. Like, yo, like, I gotta run. Like, I can't not, I can't come here and not make the team. Mm-hmm. You know, and I guess we come out. I don't kind of hard to stay warm, but I don't know how we did that. How I did shoot. He's not. Oh, he's not here. He's always he checking for the Indelay is gone. Um, so we stay warm. I get you guys guy. You know, and in my head is I'm gonna team. It wasn't I wasn't expecting to run fast, but like uh to in May, so our trials was in July. So in May I, I had done something similar. I had a funny point season around nineteen ninety seven. Um, but it was when they did. So I was like, all right, you know, I'm in shape and I, I know I've been training good. Um, so get into the blocks and, you know, all I remember my coach saying, like, yo, focus on your lane, focus on your lane, like, you could run the curve. So I did what he said. I got into straight and I, the only thing I could hear was him saying, lift. Like, if there was a thousand people running, the only voice I would hear was his. Was was, like I said, he's my best friend now and somebody that, like, I look to and I seen the time and I was like, oh shit. And I thought I wanted this to be win legal. Like it just like running the time is great, but when it's win legal, it just has that much more meaning. And mm-hmm. and like it all came into one, like the full circle of from 2015 straight back and like all the things that we went through for the whole year. And like that happened, it was just like, all right, I have I I accomplished something. I think that was the main focus, like, you know, getting through the rounds and making the team after the whole, all of the drama that was, was going on throughout the year. Mm-hmm. You know, man, people, 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 people always ask me all the time. They used to say, Key, man, what, what happened during that meet, man? We saw you doing certain movements, right? So for me, <laughs> for me, you know, Dre and I have been training together quite some time, but we didn't actually train together, but we were in the same group. So I remember the day before, you know, I'm talking to Stu, and Stu was like, yeah, I'm not going to be there. I was like, yo, soft, soft. You're not running anyway. And Stu hit me, and he says, look, I just want you to take the first 40 out and then just chill the rest. But one of the best things that happened that whole meet, man, was one of my mentors, one of my good friends to this day, Ken Rose, came up, right? But the reason why he came up uh, was just for support, right? Somebody, I think, you always need to know who your support system in your field in every way in your life because your support system are the people who care about how you perform, but they just there for you. And he was there for me. So I remember getting in the blocks, right? And Gavin's right next to me. And and 30 meters came in. I'm like, yo, where's Gavin? Where's this guy? And so I go and I shut it down. 50 meters came, I shut it down. In my mind, I was just like, yo, Doug, I'm running like nine seven today. At least, <laughs> <laughs> at least, and then nine. I said, like, I was like, yeah, I shut it down at fifty, and I ran like ten fifteen, and I was like, yo, it's done. And then I remember cooling down. I was cooling down, just jogging, 
And then I felt a twinge in my calf. I was like, oh no. And I'm jogging down and like, yo, my calves are buckling. And so I sit down and my calves are cramping. And so Mr. Rose comes and he's stretching my calf and I'm just like, holy frig. So I was just like, yo, he said, do you want some Gatorade? Doc, I knew Gatorade wasn't going to do nothing, but I was like, <laughs> I was like, yeah, go get it. But I needed, I needed to refocus and find another plan. Cause in my mind I had two options. I was like, I was like, yo, you can get out there and do your same start, but you're, you're probably going to blow up towards the end. Or just to go back when Dre said, I didn't really see you. I was like, or you can back off at the beginning and come on strong. So I was watching every man warming up. I was watching Shogun. I was like, yo, Shogun's looking bouncy. I'm like, holy. And then, and then I was watching Bilate do a start. I was just like, ah, oh, frig, that's, that's going to be a problem. And I'm watching Aaron. I'm like, yo, when did Aaron get that knee lift at this championship? Yeah, I didn't get it. And like, I've been, I've been training with Dre 24. So like, I see, I'm like, yo, Dre's just going to be Dre. And I was just like, yo, I don't know how I'm going to do this, but yo, soft. And I remember getting to the box and I'm walking back and I remember always going down to stretch my calf and the race starts and exactly what I said, I was like, all right, I'm gonna back off at the beginning, but I wanted to back off. I didn't want to back off at how much I backed off. Cause yo, Dre isn't really a wicked starter like that. <laughs> but for, yo, Dre was gone. Yo, really was. <laughs> I was like, yo, where's this guy from? Dre was gone. I saw Aaron, I saw Aaron step. And then I saw Bilate and I saw Shagun towards the end in, 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 in the far lane. And I was like, okay, okay. I know I'm not going to get one because I'm too far behind. Aaron's already there. So I'm like, yo, let me go ahead and just get this third. And I'm going, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going. But as I'm trying to go and come on, like in what I planned in my head, yo, this guy Bilate is on my hip. And I'm just like, yo, what's this guy saying? And I can hear him, I can hear him, <laughs> I can hear him. So I was like, yo, let me just dip. So, <laughs> so that was... That was my experience towards it. But, you know, I think part of the reason I want to get into that mental aspect of it is because, look, life is going to happen to you. It doesn't matter where you are, what competition you're at. Things are going to be out of your control. And it's the ones that who can adapt and control what they can control during that time are usually the ones um, that have the most success. And obviously, ultimately, you know what we were able to do once we got to the Olympic Games. And that's a discussion for another day. But I wanted to close with these, with these last two questions, man. Um, these are the last two fun questions, man. Um, if you were on an island, right? Desert island for a week. What are three things you're taking? Oh. Hmm. So, and tell me first. What are three things you're taking, man? Yeah, let's start with the youngest. I'm gonna make a. Let's start with the youngest, and then let's go up. Let's book our way right. back. You wanna switch? Okay, okay. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, Balade. Oh man, y'all wanna put me on the spot like that? Um, three things. I I honestly, ooh, I want a knife. Can't go wrong with that. Um. Yeah, but you're not gonna use it, so it doesn't really matter. What if you're not gonna use it though? Yeah, you will. A knife? <laughs> what are you gonna use it for? Yo, you can use the knife to cut down some 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 stuff. You know, you can use it to open up some things. <laughs> oh, Brendan, he asked me the question again. All right, don't tell me what I need or not. Okay, I know what I need. I need a knife. Okay, 
So first thing I would do is the night. Um, second thing, I would need, oh, second thing I would want is a flare, a flare gun. The third thing, the third thing I would want is glass. Glass. A nice glass a flare gun and glass. What you want glass for? Well, you can start fires with glass. Using it with the micro, with the, like, if you angle it with the You guys are watching too many fire. nature shows. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you can, though. You absolutely can. You can, Second still. of all. Yeah, so you would so, so waste your, your pick on glass when you can start a fire with wood. Yeah, <laughs> but why, why would I ask for wood on an island? There's, there's going to be trees there. <laughs> exactly. So you don't need glass. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I don't know how to start a fire with wood, though. I do. I know how to start with glass, though. Yo, yo. Okay, okay. So a knife, uh, glass, and a flare for Bulade. Dre, what are you taking? I'm taking a flashlight because I need light. <laughs> um. I'm taking like damn like um yeah flashlight what else um yo damn um I need some type of like some type of axe or something like that to chop down wood <laughs> need an axe <laughs> something like that axe to chop down some wood so I can make fire probably um. Ah, what else? Um, yo, I feel like I feel like this. This is like I don't know. Like I, I was thinking bug spray or something, but I don't know. If that's, oh, <laughs> that's, that's, no, no. that's the least here for us. Least your words. Because yeah, I get. I just, I just, I just have to get some pest control around my house just now. Yo. Get up on the <laughs> house. All, right, all right, all right. So you take it. You're taking the axe. You're taking flashlight and um, but yeah, even a flash. I don't even know if I need the flashlight because the battery's gonna run out anyways, right? The so, battery's so, gonna run so, out. So, so, flashlight. All right, so, so we're gonna lock in the flashlight. We're gonna lock in the flashlight. <laughs> Final answer. Final answer. Ab, what are you taking? I see you over there thinking. So, me and Priya, I've been binge watching Naked and Afraid. So I'm oh, preparing God. this question. All right. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So I'm gonna take a machete, right? So I That's can. That's why I got a gun. Yeah, you need a gun. Still, you do. Run out of bullets. You need to kill them animals, yeah. Machetes to chop down wood, yeah. get all that um, to start a fire, and also to kill animals so I can eat. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna take a pot so I can get water and boil it so I can drink, drink it. it. Mm. Yeah. And then I'm gonna take uh, a fire starter. Oh, so like I can matches? Some fire. Like what kind of fire starter? Matches or something? Like what? Nah, I don't even know how to describe it, but this like a talking about. fire starter thing where you like. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Oh, make it look easy on the toe. So yeah, Yo, yeah, you I, can use two stones as well. I can't even. 
I can't even lie. Like, if I was trapped on an island and I could take one person, I'd take Brendan. I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why. <laughs> Yo, I saw Brendan one time. I had never seen these type of hats before, right? But I had seen a lot of shows. And every man in the show was, what, was wearing, like, an army camouflage bucket hat. And, yo, I saw Brendan with one of those hats. I said, yo, that's a man that knows he can chop up something in the woods if he needs to. <laughs> <laughs> yo, so, Brendan, what are you taking, man? All right. First of all, like, you said, for what, we're there for three days? You're there for a week. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, can I bring my phone? I mean, how are you going to charge it? <laughs> oh, like, what? Yeah. I need a charge. I don't need a charge. Remember, like I like a phone battery lasts like twenty four hours, forty eight hours if you don't use it. So all I gotta need it for is like one way call or some flashlight, and I'm not really going out at night, right? I just need a, and then I need a machete. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna bring my phone. Call my son. Like, hey, son, I'm stuck on this island, but you know I love you. Da da da. <laughs> one of those, yeah. Um, uh, machete. And I really don't need All right, so you got, salt. you got two. Uh, Shagun, and man. Salt. And salt? <laughs> yeah. So, oh, I see. I season intake for you. <laughs> yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, you can see. I mean, you can season stuff. And, like, if you get, like, cut, you can throw, like, salt in the wound and burn it. And, like, and then you're back to normal. <laughs> Uh, Shagun, man, finish it up. <laughs> um, you need it. You need something to kill stuff with. So, like a knife. Same thing. I'll probably bring like a machete or something like that. Um, to some sort of fire. So, some like a match or a lighter or something to start fires with. And then the third thing uh, for me probably be uh, uh, around a deserted island, like in the middle of nowhere. Then mm-hmm. I probably bring like um. Wait, if so we're on a deserted island, there are no like animals on the island. No, there's animals and stuff. <laughs> okay. Um, hunt, yeah. baby. You just got so, shook. You just got shook. You're like, yo, I don't want to get eaten. Stuff. <laughs> so a knife, some sort of fire starter, matches or a lighter or something like that, and then, um, yeah, I'd, I'd probably take uh, just some sort of like some sort of bowl or something like that too. I think I go with what. Aaron said too because you need something for like more than anything you need water to like survive so I'd probably take uh those last question man you know I'm 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 a firm believer that every single person in this planet they resemble something I want to know what you take it first (laughs) yo you see when you're hosting the episode you don't got and 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 you guys all represent something, you know, whether you think about it or not, you know, you guys are all giving back in some way, you know, Andre, you started the under the grass uh, basketball classic, you know, Aaron, I saw you donating shoes the other day, uh, Brendan and Bilata, you guys are like basically ingrained in the ambassadorship of the schools you went to and what you're doing and Shagun, you're out there, you know, speaking and you're talking to, you know, the younger generation. If there was one word, one word that would represent who you guys are, what would that one word be? Just Balade. Balade. Relentless. Mm. 
So good. Uh, probably say like inspiring or something like that. Motivation, inspiring and motivation. Brendan. Uh, mine is easy. I always believe, you know, believe. Believer. Believe in myself. Believe in others. Yeah. I believe it. So. Dre. Oh, I'm going to say humble, humble. Aaron. Resilient. Jeez, 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 jeez. Look, man, I appreciate you guys jumping on with me, man. I uh, appreciate you bro. taking the time. You got to tell us yours. No, you're you're a motivational guy. You have to have one. This one you can't get away. You can't get away from this one. For me, man, it's always going to be resiliency, you know, because resiliency is the ability to bounce back from a situation with a positive attitude, you know. So that's that's kind of always what it's been like for me. And you know, before we even go, man, you know, from the outside looking in now, like I truly hope and appreciate that. Canada especially, but the world globally shows you guys the love you guys deserve when you're in it. You know what I'm saying? Because sometimes we get so caught up in certain things and people don't realize what's in front of them um, until, until something happens. And I truly hope that, that you guys get the credit and the love that you deserve, but the appreciation because you guys are seriously all changing the atmosphere of what Canadian sprinting looks like. Last thing, man, how can people stay in touch with you, man? Is there anything else you guys want to get out there? Uh, it? I guess I'll go. Um, Where can people find uh, you, man? How, I mean, Instagram, um, at Belotticus. Um, my Twitter handle is at Belotica. You know, I, you can always reach me at any one of those. I've had lots of people contact me through them. So anybody with any questions, absolutely. By all means, ask me. Um, you know, like I said, I reached out to, you know, ask, I ask you guys questions all the time at random points and you guys are openly, you know, answering my questions. So, um, I want to give that and pay back, pay that forward. So, um, at any time at Belotticus on Instagram or Belotica on, on Twitter. AB man, where can people find you, man? Uh, Instagram, Twitter at Kingsley SC, K-I-N-G-S-L-E-Y-S-C. Uh, Facebook is my name, Aaron Kingsley Brown. Uh, YouTube, I have my own channel, Aaron Kingsley Brown as well. Hit me up anywhere there, I'll respond. I try to respond to everybody. Uh, appreciate anybody who hits me up and watches my stuff. And I try to give back and shout other people out whenever they have something. I know you have your own YouTube channel. I check out some of your videos whenever I can. Uh, our boy Busy just started his own podcast, so I check that out. So if anybody, I love when people are creative and try new stuff. So if anybody ever does anything, let me know. I'll try to shout you out the best I can. Show love to each other. Appreciate all y'all, y'all and my brothers. You know, since Rio, I think we bonded and we've been a tight knit group ever since. You know, breaking the Canadian record. We'll have that forever as a team, and well, as long as it's there, but <laughs> <laughs> we'll have that forever. Um, and just that moment of us coming together and doing something special. So, um, anytime y'all need anything, you know, you always you always got your boy on your corner. Appreciate it, man. Dre, man, where can people find you, man? Yeah, um, I got a website. Contact me at AndreDeGrasse.com. Um, you can find all the information you need, to, you need there, whether it's Instagram, Twitter, uh, YouTube. Um, all, all, all the info is right there for you. So, But if you want to just go to my Instagram or Twitter, it's D-E-6-R-A-S-S-E. -S -S -E. um, you know, represent the sixth side. 
<laughs> Toronto. So yeah, but any but if you want to contact me about anything else, business wise, or just you know just want to hit me up on tips or advice or anything like that, just my my best bet is is contact me on my website at onjudegrass.com. Sure, good man. Where can people find you? Yeah, everything for me is my name. So that's uh, Shugum McIndae. That's across everything, Twitter, uh, YouTube. Um, and your yeah, podcast, Instagram. man. Plug your podcast in. Yeah, and then also like to my podcast. So my podcast, if you guys want to take a listen to it, anybody out there. And hopefully I get some of you guys on it too. Um, it was the uh, it was the Inner Olympian podcast. I'm changed, switching it up now. It's called the uh, Unlimited Audio Experience. Mm. So, um uh, yeah, you can hit me up in there. It's out on everywhere in all platforms, iTunes, Spotify, all that stuff. So you can check me out there. And I'm always free. Um, anybody wants to hit me up, y'all can hit me up. And um, uh, yeah. Brendan. Uh, I have Instagram, Bucky, JR, um, Twitter, Rodney, got, get him. Facebook, Brendan Rodney, um, but all the platforms you can always just search my name, Brendan Rodney, and you'll find me. And that's about all that I have. Yeah, man. And also listening to this, like, you know, I hope you guys are getting a lot of different information towards, you know, the mentality of becoming a, a successful track and field athlete, but also what it looks like. And all these guys are approachable, right? So if you see them, like, give them a shout, go say what's up. And if you got a question, ask it. I can't guarantee they'll respond right away, but they're going to answer the question when they get to it, man. But that's a wrap on this one, man. And we'll see you guys next week. Oh,